Well, on this Easter morning, we turn to the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter, the first 12 verses. And we hear the words to this story that is probably very familiar to all of us. But I hope that we'll all hear it with fresh ears today, that we might hear it in a new way, that we might hear in it the wonderful surprise that these faithful people experienced that morning long ago on a Sunday morning at the tomb. They were surprised by joy and it changed their life. And it can change ours too. Let's stand together as we hear these words of Scripture. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, Suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Surprised by joy. Most of the time, our lives roll along with very few surprises, don't they? Every day is pretty much like the day before and pretty much like the day after will be as well. We wake up either refreshed or exhausted, depending on how much sleep we had and the quality of that sleep. We eat a bite and most of us take a few pills and we put the dog out for a while. We shower and we get dressed and we go to work or to school or into whatever schedule governs our days. Unless you're a mom. And then you add several other people to that first thing to do in the morning list, right? But for most of us, that's our routine. And we put in a day and we come home and we do the process in reverse pretty much. We go to sleep and we start all over again. Rinse, lather, and repeat. <laughs> no surprises. And I have to say, over the years, as I have gotten older, there's a part of me that is very comfortable with no surprises. 
I don't like things to come out of left field. I don't like drama. I don't like a crisis. There's a part of me that quite happy with no surprises. But not really. Every day it seems I find myself caught up in a surprise. I see something I didn't expect to see. I hear from someone I didn't expect to hear from. I catch myself relishing an unexpected moment of surprise. And you know what I've discovered? In those moments of surprise, I feel like a kid again. I feel that excitement again. Is there anything more wonderful than the image of a little child who has just been surprised with the gift or the experience, whatever it is, that they wanted most in the world? You know that look? When they're so overcome that they just kind of run in place and they swing their arms and they jump up and down and they cry happy tears. The surprise is so powerful in their life. I think that is the embodiment of a good surprise. Or what about an older kid, a teenager, who receives an opportunity or experience that they wanted more than they'd ever let on, and they suddenly hug you, or they start talking a mile a minute without mumbling, or they just stare at the ground embarrassed to care about anything that much. What a beautiful image of what it means to be surprised. Life is full of good surprises. When we find out that someone we love loves us back, to find that dream job or that dream home, to hear the news that you're going to be a parent, Surprises make up some of the best days of our life, don't they? I know they do for me. Two of the best days of my life were surprises. Growing up in my family, birthdays were nice, but they were very uneventful. We, we had just the five of us. Uh, you got a present, usually something you needed rather than that you wanted, but it was nice to get something new. The fun part of birthdays in my family was that my mother would make whatever was your favorite dessert. And mine was cherry pie, so I had a cherry pie every year growing up. The other thing that was cool about birthdays in my family was that you were able to choose what you would have for supper, what the whole family would eat for supper. That is a power my parents rarely relinquished any other time. So you felt really cool that you got to decide that. But we never had a birthday party. I never had a birthday party. And certainly never had a surprise party in my life. Well, recently when I turned 40, <laughs> my little church down in Mandeville somehow managed to keep it a secret and they surprised me on my birthday with a party. Forty years old, had never had a surprise party. It was awesome. 
Even more recently, when I turned 60, <laughs> you here at Sun Creek gave me my second birthday party I ever had. And it was so exciting. It's such a wonderful surprise. And I look back in my life, and I can honestly say, those are two of my best days. But at the same time, if we've had enough birthdays, we know that not all surprises are good surprises, don't we? Some of our worst days are surprises as well. Plans we'd worked on so long don't work out. People disappoint us. Our careers fizzle at the time they should take off. We lose someone that we love more than we could ever express. Life in an instant, in the twinkle of a surprise, becomes hard and difficult and we feel lost. Life is a mix of all kinds of surprises. Well, as we have journeyed toward the cross through the season of Lent, we have seen that the story of the disciples has been the story of surprise after surprise after surprise as they've walked and lived with Jesus. They've been surrounded and surprised by miracles. They've seen blind people be able to see. They've seen Crippled people be able to leap for joy. They've seen lepers cleansed. They've even seen dead people brought back to life. Surprises all. And even the way Jesus talked to them was surprising because when Jesus talked about God, unlike any other religious leader they'd ever heard, Jesus sounded like, he knew what he was talking about. When they heard Jesus talk about God and about the kingdom of God, they were surprised because it sounded as if they were hearing the very voice of God. They were surprised at what Jesus said about the kingdom, that it included them, that all were loved and all were included and all had a chance to experience God in a powerful and life changing way. I can't help but think that the disciples were in no small part surprised at themselves. After all, they had left everything to follow Jesus. They had left their jobs. Some left their homes. They left the only life they ever knew. They left the certainty of life in that era for the unknown to follow Jesus. The disciples had been on one wild, wonderful, surprising ride for three years. But things suddenly changed. On that day we call Good Friday, the surprises went from best to the worst. Jesus, betrayed by one of their own, arrested, falsely accused, tried, found guilty, beaten, crucified, 
dead and buried in a tomb with a stone rolled over the mouth of it. The worst of surprises. How could this be? How could we have been so wrong? How could we ever go back to these lives that weren't that great to begin with and they'll seem nothing but empty now that we have known Jesus? Oh, on that evening we call Good Friday, the disciples knew to the depths of their souls the worst of surprises. But that's the thing about surprises. You never know. That's what makes them a surprise. On Sunday morning, those faithful women made their way to the tomb. They're bringing the spices they needed to prepare Jesus' body. They'd had to stop that work on Friday because the Sabbath came. And they waited until Sunday morning to finish their loving work. I have no doubt that all the way there they talked about who in the world was going to move that stone out of the way. How in the world would they get in to their beloved Jesus? They were surprised. When they arrive at the tomb, the stone is rolled away. They can't believe it. They go in expecting to find Jesus and they're surprised to find that the tomb is empty. Then they're surprised because two men in dazzling clothes suddenly appear. And they're terrified. Some surprises are terrifying. And they fall on the ground and these strange visitors in the dazzling appearance say to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Don't you remember what He told you? And as they talked to the women, their minds were clear and they remembered all that Jesus had said. And suddenly their grief turned to hope and their lives were changed because they were surprised by joy. Jesus was alive. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women were surprised by joy. Their beloved Jesus was not there. They had not been wrong after all. They forgot their grief in an instant. And they couldn't wait to go back and tell the men disciples the good news. They hurry back. They burst into the house. They tell them what happened. And I love the way Luke tells it. But it seemed to them an idle tale. Couldn't be true. It couldn't have happened that way. But before we're too hard on those guys, let's remember, they have yet to be surprised by joy. It's being surprised by joy that changes everything. Only Peter, the one who had denied Jesus, rushes 
to the tomb. With the hope in his heart that maybe even he could be surprised by the joy of seeing his Jesus again. Well, the good news of Easter is that it didn't stop on that first Easter morning. The good news of Easter is that that was the beginning of Easter. We still live in Easter. We still can be surprised by joy. We can be surprised by joy when we realize that the resurrected life of Jesus can bring new life to us. We can be surprised by joy when we accept the wonderful truth that no matter how many times we have said no to God and no to life and no to hope and no to love, that God keeps saying yes to us. We can be surprised by joy when we realize that God loves us so much that God would stop at nothing to make that love known to us. We can still be surprised by joy because no matter what tomb we're trapped in, whatever it is in our life that keeps us from experiencing life, that keeps us from experiencing hope, that keeps us from experiencing forgiveness and purpose God is still in the stone-moving business. That is the meaning of Easter. We can still be surprised by joy. It could happen any day. It could happen any time. It could happen right this minute. Why look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.